0: Good morning for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Clinton used private email at the State Department. Two leaders try to play down rancor on Iran. And three Attica guards resign in a deal to avoid jail. In today's national headlines, Health Act Put in Peril by Four Little Words. Police are criticized for the use of force in a skid row killing in Los Angeles. And an Ebola nurse sues a hospital employer in Texas. In this morning's business headlines, the Dow was up nearly 156 points yesterday. Saving big on fuel, people take it to the bank. And at JPMorgan Chase, business tilts to consumer side. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. Michael Schmidt has the top story, written from Washington, headlined, Clinton used private email at the State Department. Hillary Rodham Clinton exclusively used her personal email account to conduct government business as Secretary of State, State Department officials said, contrary to federal requirements that officials' correspondences be retained as part of the agency's records. Clinton did not have a government email address during her four-year tenure at the State Department. Her aides took no actions to have her personal emails preserved on department servers at the time as required by the Federal Records Act. It was only two months ago, in response to a new State Department effort to comply with federal record-keeping practices, that Clinton's advisors reviewed tens of thousands of pages of her personal emails and decided which ones to turn over to State Department. All told, 55,000 pages of emails were turned over. Clinton stepped down from the Secretary's post in early 2013. Her expansive use of the private account was alarming to current and former National Archives and Records Administration officials and government watchdogs, who called it a serious breach. It is very difficult to conceive of a scenario, short of nuclear winter, where an agency would be justified in allowing its cabinet-level head officer to solely use a private email communications channel for the conduct of government business, said Jason Barron, a lawyer at Drinker, Biddle & Reath who is a former director of litigation at the National Archives and Records Administration. A spokesman for Clinton, Nick Merrill, defended her use of the personal email account and said she's been complying with the letter and spirit of the rules. Under federal law, however, letters and emails written and received by federal officials are considered government records and are supposed to be retained so that congressional committees, historians, and members of the news media can find them. There are exceptions to the law for certain classified and sensitive materials. Clinton is not the first government official to use a personal email account on which to conduct official business. But her exclusive use of her private email for all of her work appears unusual, Barron said. Regulations from the National Archives and Records Administration at the time required that any email sent or received from personal accounts be preserved as part of the agency's records but Clinton and her aides failed to do so. High-level officials should operate as President Obama does, emailing from a secure government account with every record preserved for historical purposes, said Thomas Blanton, the director of the National Security Archive, a group based at George Washington University. Personal emails are not secure, he said senior officials should not be using them. Merrill declined to detail why Clinton had chosen to conduct State Department business from her personal account.